It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hello, and welcome to Accelerate, uh, another episode of Frontline Friday with my regular and very special guest, Bridget Gleason. Bridget, how are you today? I am doing great. Andy, how are you? I noticed I only got one special that time, which is fine. I'm trying not to be offended and feel like I'm going backwards <laughs> in the terms, the number of specials. Well, but... what, what I did is I went with very special. As all, right, special all right, all right. So I got a qualifier. You got a qualifier. Modifier, we call it. It's not qualified. A modifier. It's modified. That's yeah. true. It's a modifier. It's a modifier, not a qualifier. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, things are good. Yeah, it's a sunny day outside. And Where yeah. are you? I'm in Southern California. Southern California. Broadcasting from the San Diego studio of Accelerate. Very nice. Yeah. So, and yourself? I'm in my usual, my usual spot, the home of Sumo Logic headquarters in Redwood City, California. It's also beautiful today. Um, I'm currently in a room that doesn't have a window, but last I checked, it was beautiful. Okay, so we got the weather so, out of the way. That's good. Weather out of the way. We always have to get that out of the way first. Yeah, that's right. So, probably a sign of our advancing age that we care about. Let's the weather. not. Yeah, I know. Let's not tell people that. Maybe they'll. Maybe they won't yeah. know how we really are. Yeah, my wife gives me a hard time. She says I'm more obsessed with the weather than anybody she knows. And it's like, I don't know. I just. <laughs> it's there. I never used to check until it was on my phone. Now it's on my phone. I check. I think that's the okay. whole point of that app, right? <laughs> I think that's right. That's I what, think that's right. I, I do what they expect me to do. So today, we're going to talk about some, just some sales stories. I mean, you and I have both been in the business for a long time. And uh, we, we think we've experienced a lot that I think normal people in their career maybe haven't, uh, or people during the course of a normal sales career might not have. So we just wanted to share some of the stories that we haven't had a chance to really talk about that. So no real topic today other than uh, what you can learn from us. So I want to sort of start with this. Sir, what what was your worst customer experience you had or have had? When you say worst. Well, I mean, say worst. most contentious or yeah, maybe most embarrassing for you. Um. Okay, I'll share one that I feel like was the most inappropriate. And, and I mean me inappropriate. Okay, so not the customer being inappropriate because there there are those. But yes. um, me in, inappropriate, it was, uh, God, it was, a, it was a number of years ago. And when I say a number, I mean like a big number, <laughs> at least 15. <laughs> okay. yeah, that's, it was that's a fine. while ago. But it, it, but the reason I bring it up is um, it was this was before we, we we've got so many of these random shootings today, mm-hmm. um, and this was before there was really a proliferation of them. And one of my prospects, it was a company in Sunnyvale, TRW. It was one of the really early, it shook everybody up where a uh, gunman, he was a, an employee, had gone in and shot and actually killed several people in at TRW. 
in this one department. And it was maybe more than a year before it happened more than a year prior to me going out and prospecting to this account. Mm-hmm. And I was traveling with um, a, a sales engineer, brand new. He'd been at the company for a while, but he had just moved into a sales engineering role. And so he wanted, he was really just shadowing me. I was, I was uh, managing sales, <clears throat> but I was still, um, it was kind of a funny setup. I was, I was going out and handling this account even though I still manage the team. So anyway, we'd gone out to, to TRW and we were having uh, this conversation with, with this engineering manager and the conversation was going well. And I said to him, so God, it was about a year ago. And there was this like, and I, I do the gun sounds. I said, that must have really shaken everybody up. And he said, that was my team. Oy. And I lost most of my team and I crawled out and I had made this, it wasn't lighthearted, but it was not appropriate. And and the sales engineer after said to me, Bridget, I mean, like he's trying to learn, like, what do you do on a sales call? And he says, <clears throat> is it a good idea to do like, like noises and sounds and like, is that like a thing? Is that like a style? And I said, no, that's just inappropriate is what it is. It's like, do not do this yourself. That was, so I think for me, that's one that I've held as a, um, do not repeat. Do not, and just, you know, young and inexperienced, not knowing and just not really thinking it through. Now, we ended up just on the, I ended up having a very good relationship. We, they did buy from us and we had a very good relationship and he didn't take it the way that I had put it out there. But it was one that I just felt like, um, just in a, like, in a, it was just inappropriate. And I, I would have, I, if I had a redo, that's one that I would redo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, and that's how we learn, right? Is through yeah. experiences like that. It's, it's, I don't know, part of it goes to a little bit to assuming things. Um, but also, yeah, you just, you, you gotta be careful. You know, we talked to, I think our last episode about do details still matter? And, you know, that's, that's an example of one case where really understanding the account and, and being very careful, really, it's a lesson you learn. As you said, you're young, you're inexperienced. Those are the times these things tend to happen the most. And we didn't have, again, God, prehistoric. We didn't have the tools to go online and look and follow up. There just wasn't the same access to information. Not that that's an excuse. It was still inappropriate. But um, had we had those tools or LinkedIn or any of that, I would have been able to see, oh, this person, TRW was a huge place. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been easier for me to put the pieces together. Again, that's no, it, it's no excuse for um, it happening. But I think it also speaks to probably my interest at the time and in the moment of uh, uh, making a connection and familiarity and things that in and of themselves are important mm-hmm. in a sales call, especially face-to-face. But there are certain things that that's that's not an, uh, that is not an appropriate one to make a connection over. Yeah, it's very interesting. I'm trying to think whether I've had something similar. Not, nothing that really 
speaks, you know, comes to mind. I've had some things that were like really unfortunate uh, concurrence of timing, let's say, <laughs> where uh, two times or one time with a company where companies are struggling and we did a round of, of layoffs. And, you know, I had one gentleman that was working for me that I was responsible for delivering the the news to. And it was just, his reaction was just so subdued, but in a different way, right? I and mean, people are very disappointed. I mean, I've, I've been laid off before. I mean, in startups where, you know, it didn't work. Right. Um, but it was, it was so different, you know, and I asked him, I said, so you know, what, what's on your mind right now? And, you know, he had just taken his wife to the hospital that morning. You know, they've been married for 30 years and, you know, she was near the end. Mm. <laughs> it mm. was, and nobody knew, nobody in the company knew. I'm not sure unless it would have changed things, but it, it, it certainly would have been another data point. And it was, you know, obviously devastating for him, but, uh, you know, sorry, adding fuel to the fire, but yeah, I started thinking, okay, what did I, how could I have said that differently if I'd known? But I, I didn't know. I had no way of knowing. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you just don't, sometimes you just don't know. And best intentions go awry. Yeah. We're dealing with humans, right? Well, also speaking of which, I mean, so what, what's maybe the biggest lesson you learned from a customer? Um, you know, okay, so one of the, so many, God, I've learned so many, I've, I've learned for, more from my customers and from people who work for me than, than any, any, but probably what I learned the most, it was such a good lesson to learn. It was my first potential real deal when I was selling at Xerox and it was with Ford Aerospace, Lou Espinoza. I will always remember Lou Espinoza. And I had, again, this was going to be my first deal. And I had been working with Lou on this. And I came and I presented my proposal. And again, in the day, you're not doing this online. you got to do it face-to-face. And they don't have access to go check pricing, et cetera. So I, I presented it to Lou. Lou and I had a very good relationship and Lou said, well, let me, that looks good, Bridget, let me show you this proposal I also, also got from IBM. <laughs> and what do you think? And I looked at it, Andy, and I knew what Lou was trying to accomplish. And the IBM proposal and what they were offering uh, was actually a better fit than what I was offering. Mm-hmm. Um, mine would have done the would have done it, but the IBM was was better. I knew his budget and what he needed to do, and I told him that. I said it's, you know, I I I think IBM's the better the better one. As much as I'd like you to buy Xerox, IBM is the better one. And I went back to the office, and he bought IBM. And I went back to the office, and I told my sales manager, uh, let me tell you what happened. And, you know, I give also Xerox a lot of credit, my manager, which was, you know, you did the right thing. You do right by the customer. It's not mm-hmm. that you called it out, but that was the right thing. Um, if I were you, don't, don't, I don't know why you're sitting here talking to me because your quota hasn't changed. You better go find another deal. But Ford Aerospace became my largest customer because anytime anyone had any project, 
or request that could possibly be satisfied by what I had to offer. Lou said, oh, you need to talk to Bridget at Xerox. Oh, you need to talk to Bridget at Xerox. He ended up giving me more business because I had done right by him. Mm-hmm. And it was this lesson, Andy, that like if had somebody just told me that, I would have thought, yeah, 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 yeah. But the fact that I was too young to know, like it was my first deal. And I just thought, well, God, if it were me, I'd want somebody to tell me the truth. The fact that I did it sort of is somewhat naively and it had that effect and that that was just a great, a great lesson. I've never forgotten. It had more impact because they were my biggest customer. They were my biggest customer. I got more business from them because I... They felt I was someone who would be honest and was trustworthy. And trust, as you know, is a really big deal. In We've sales. talked about it numerous times. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Andy? I what about? Well, I was thinking about you know one lesson I learned early in my career is I was selling computer systems and um, had this prospect that owned a chain of jewelry stores in the Bay Area, and I was an older guy. I mean. This time, yes. probably our age. <laughs> no, I, I, he was even, he was even really older, still, even yeah. older. Wow, it's amazing they, you know, yeah, they still existed, cool. right? Yeah. And okay. but you know, this has been a family thing. He had started this business and is quite successful. And the jewelry stores were not in the major cities in the Bay Area, but sort of you know suburban cities. And um, we were the we were the right fit for this guy. Um, yeah, we had it had it nailed we thought we had built a great relationship and we actually had and and yeah i trusted the advice that i was giving him surprisingly because i looked like i was 16 years old and he was spending you know several hundred thousand dollars and but the order wasn't coming <laughs> and uh oh and Uh-oh. yeah the order wasn't coming and you know we'd talk we had great talks and you know, i'd ask him he said yeah 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 we're gonna do this and it just you know and I think what finally he sort of told me what was going on, which was he was holding it back on purpose because he thought I wanted it too badly. Huh. He thought I was being too emotional about it and not rational enough about about business. He was trying to teach me a business lesson. Huh. You know, yeah, it is emotional, it is rational, but at the end of the day, you got to be governed by the rational side of yourself as much as possible. And apparently I, was, I didn't know at the time that I was doing it, but I apparently was giving off pretty clear signs that that I was just a little anxious to get this particular deal, and yeah, he was sort of jerking my chain a little bit. He was he was deliberately doing this to say to teach me a lesson, and you know we had that conversation, and he said, you know, he basically put his hand over his heart and you know signifying emotions. He said, "These are for your family," and they pointed to his head and said, "This is for business." Interesting. <laughs> and I always remember that story. It's like, oh, got it. Got it. And it's it stayed with me. Isn't it interesting? Some of them, some of them just, they do, they definitely do stay with you, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back and talk about more stories and lessons people can learn from what we've gone through with my very special guest, Bridget Gleason, on Frontline Fridays. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Andy. Connect and Sell is used by sales reps at nearly a 1,000 companies, including hundreds of technology startups and several Fortune 500 companies, to overcome the challenges of getting prospects on the phone. 
Companies using Connect and Sell grow their revenues faster by enabling their sales reps to have more sales conversations in 90 minutes than they could otherwise achieve in an entire week. Connect and Sell can be deployed directly to your sales reps, or you can take advantage of their outbound on-demand service, which delivers qualified prospect meetings scheduled directly on your sales reps' calendars. Visit connectandsell.com to learn more about how Connect and Sell can start filling your pipeline today. All right, back, Frontline Fridays. Uh, gosh, we just talked about you know, lessons we learned from customers. So here's, here's sort of a random question for you. Is Have you ever fallen asleep in a customer meeting? Andy, I can I I can hardly fall asleep at night. Okay, so falling asleep in a customer meeting? Do people fall asleep in customer meetings? I have. Oh my god, <laughs> you have got to be kidding me. I hope it's because you were traveling jet lagged, yeah. drunk. Oh yeah, jet lagged. And yeah. drunk? No, no, not drunk. <laughs> okay, just checking. Just yeah. checking. No, that was that's, oh that's an interesting story because you and you ask about drunk because uh it was in Australia. And yeah, had had been on a lengthy trip overseas, and Australia is sort of the last point of it. And we're in a big meeting with customer. There's like two of us from my company there from California, and the rest are the customer, maybe half a dozen or ten people. And we're in a big conference room, and. I'm not a coffee drinker. I mean, I've just never gotten the habit of it. And yeah. <laughs> well, maybe you should. That would have made turn me into <laughs> well, a coffee the, drinker. The, but go ahead, continue. Yeah. Well, I did that day, but but um, yeah, I started. You know, you get that feeling when you're jet lagged, where you just feel like you close your eyes for a second, and um, not usually in an office, but okay. Yeah, and yeah, you think, oh, I just caught myself, but chances are you're out for a little while. <laughs> And in my case, what happened is, is uh, and I can't remember if I told you the story before. Is, is, so it's in this meeting, and and you know we were basically negotiating a contract, and I, you know, eyes closed, and during that period of time, I had this like full dream. However long my I- eyes were closed was probably, who knows, could have been two seconds. But during that time, I had like an opera length dream. Multiple acts that goes through my head, at the end of which someone's asking me a question. So uh-huh. I open my eyes, uh-huh. and I answer the question that was I was somebody was asking me in my dream, not the one they were asking me. Uh oh, I hope it wasn't a yes no <laughs> at the meeting when it should have been no, and you said yes or well, no, it was more lengthy answer than that, and and everybody just sort of stops and looks at me, <laughs> and it was less like, you know, can we just. Adjourn for half hour. I need to go take a nap. Did you? Okay. So did anybody say like, wonder, oh, I wonder, here we're negotiating a contract and his eyes are closed and maybe snoring, drooling. I don't know what else we were doing, but. <laughs> I don't think I was drooling. Um, okay. was you, and you're, you were just sitting upright. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like I said, everybody looked at me. They were all. Of course pretty, they did. They were pretty amused by the of whole thing. Of course they were. Okay, I think that's classic. And so did you adjourn for a half hour? Yeah, we did. So I could just close my eyes and take a little bit of nap. And Here's then my guess. Okay, this, was, this was actually in the morning. Oh, and to your dear. point about where we drunk is, I, this again, this was a little while ago. I mean, okay. things have changed. But at lunchtime for Uh-oh. this company, which is huge, sort of the state telecommunication at the time, the state telecommunications company in Australia. They brought in booze at lunch. I mean, beer and wine. 
I know. With, with the sandwiches and the that, meals. I know. Today, people don't do that as much. My God, that was just normal. Yeah, and I looked at that and said, God, this, we have to do an episode where we talk about things that are more recent because people are going to be like, God, these two, you know, they're in their rocking chairs talking about those no. good old days. Actually, you know, okay. some, some, yeah, overseas, it's still fairly common. Yeah, okay. I mean, you go to uh, certain companies in Europe and you go to lunch in the cafeteria and you can get a choice of beer and wine. Okay. So, I mean, it's, it, yeah, you wouldn't have seen this in the States, but it, but yeah, they brought in this big selection. That was, to your point, that was one of the few times where I said, yeah, I, I think I'll try coffee. Put a bunch of sugar in it and some cream and maybe some ice and I'll, I can choke it down. <laughs> yeah. So we did get the deal though. I mean, it was, but it was, it was fairly embarrassing. Yeah, that's That's great. Was that the only time you fell asleep or were there other times? You can be honest. <laughs> were there? Was there more than one? That's, I mean, the fact that you asked that question makes it seem like if there wasn't more than one, there could have been. Well, you know, we a, a common itinerary for me for certain periods of time when I was selling internationally was... You I know, hear leave, the excuses coming. Go ahead. Well, no, I'd leave California on a Saturday and arrive in, let's say, Bangkok on a Sunday and do business all day in Bangkok on Monday, take a night flight. Well, it wasn't that long, but you'd fly at night, late, late afternoon, early evening to Hong Kong. And I'd do a couple days of business in Hong Kong. Then I'd take a red eye from Hong Kong to Sydney, do business for a day, and then hop on a plane home. So I'd be gone like seven nights and spend like four nights in a hotel. So the rest of the time I slept uh, on an airplane. Jeez. And we do that fairly frequently. So, um, yeah, it started to take its toll after a while. <laughs> um, and so, so back to my question. Back to my question. Yeah. Have you fallen asleep more than once? In the same meeting? <laughs> okay, so you've answered it. Okay, glad that it's not more than once in the same meeting. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, it's that, yeah, I said you travel enough, things are going to happen like that. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, gosh, you know, I, well, a couple months ago I had on the show a gentleman named Dave Sanderson who had been on the U.S. air flight that went down in the Hudson. Mm, and he was the last mm. guy out. He was he's a sales mm. guy. Yeah, you know, he was working was he well, I think he was maybe working for, I forget who he was working for me, SAP or Oracle at the time. And and mm. um you know, it's some we've all been on sales trips, right? All the time. We get on airplanes and sort of think, well, you know, if this thing goes down when I'm out selling whatever I was selling, you know, it's gonna seem kind of fruitless, quite frankly. But um but yeah, I mean God if I've had what, three emergency landings? I mean, none coming down the river, but, you know, scary moments nonetheless. Um, so, yeah, they, you know, things, if you ask, sorry, what's your most dangerous moment in sales? I mean, that's, they're all, all sort of travel related. I haven't had, like, I was I was thinking about that question. I don't think I've had any real, like, I was trying to think of what would be a dangerous moment that I've had. Yours have been travel related. Well, I had, I mean, my, my. Uh, I, my first job, which was selling in the East Bay area of the of uh, San Francisco Bay area, you know, I had, I had a, a sales rep come back from a sales call with, you know, a bullet hole in his car. He had gotten out of a gotten out of the car and was going on a call, and gunshot rang out, and mm. the bullet missed him by maybe three feet, and he got back in the car and got back out of there. Which good for him to have done, 
But I also had probably the most interesting one I had was the guy that uh, that worked for me was calling me from the Philippines where he was there to see our our uh, our customers and mm. a distributor, and it was right when a counter coup was attempted against Cory Aquino, and the military was going through the Macena section of of Manila, which is where a lot of the the uh, you know, high end hotels are, and he spent basically two days on the floor of his hotel room because they've been told, you know, there's gunfire outside and there was and uh, stay inside and stay on the floor. And so he's calling us from the floor of his hotel room. Andy, you're not helping to try to get more people into sales with this line of thinking. <laughs> hey, where else, do, where else do you get an adventure like that, right? I know. there's so, And danger, danger. And danger. Who would have thought that sales was so dangerous? Well, hey, you know, maybe it's less so. People spend less time in their car selling these days, but... That's um, true, but you know what? More online, more online. But all the... I think that the biggest dangers online now are just are more fraud definitely fraud related other than as opposed to somebody you know coming after you yeah well that's what, that gunshot wound that's what people miss by being in the inside sales as opposed to going out in the field and and pressing the flush with the customers is you know you don't you don't have the you don't get some of these experiences you don't get some of that good action yeah yeah i mean it's it's uh yeah can we probably write a book about some of it but uh some are fairly, fairly common, but you know, I told the story about yeah you know, my first, I think on another podcast that I was a guest on it is about uh, you know our sort of semi embarrassing moments is is as overseas my first actually my first overseas business trip and we're in Sweden and going to call on the president of a division of the Swedish a big Swedish telecom company and uh, we had flown overnight and from California and uh, got in early in the morning and got to the hotel and changed and walked over to the customer's office and they were in this classic old building sort of in central Stockholm. And as I started you know, entering the building, I felt something hit me on the head. You know, not hard, but then on my shoulder. And Uh-oh. A pigeon, multiple pigeons, I think. Oh, no. All over my head uh, in my suit, and I sit there going, "Okay, this is my first meeting, my first international business trip, first meeting with this client, and I'm absolutely covered." <laughs> covered, covered. That's classic. That's a great one. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. So fortunately, somebody was traveling with me, and uh, yeah, went to the the restroom and was able to help clean me off because I couldn't see some of it on the back of my head and so on. But uh, yeah, I thought that was that was an interesting way to sort of go into your first meeting overseas with a you know international client. It's memorable. Yeah, it's, def- it's definitely memorable. Yeah, you don't you don't you don't forget those types of things. You know, there's it's uh, there's so much richness in the life of a salesperson. You know, it, it, it can be such a fun and interesting ride because of all the different experiences you have with, especially if you're in the field, but even if you're, even if you're on the phone, the different people that you meet and talk to and interact with and different styles. I just think the diversity of experiences that you can get um, 
are so rich. I don't have another way to to say it. Just so rich and so interesting. And I love thinking about these other aspects of the, the, the career, the embarrassing, the funny, the dangerous, the weird, the inappropriate, uh, the lessons there. It's just, I think, sometimes good to reflect on all the different facets, the facets of the relation of the uh, job as opposed to how much money did you make in your quota and, and what books did you read? It's This is another dimension of it that makes it really, really worthwhile and fun to think about well, in I our rocking chairs. Yeah. Speak for yourself. I, I, <laughs> All right. Okay. I mean, I, I, yeah, before I got on the show, I, let's say I rode 18 miles on my bicycle and ran three. So in training for right. my triathlon. So there you go. All right. Okay. And okay. I know you ran this morning, so. I know I did. Okay. Comment retracted. So yeah, I think that, yeah, just our closing comment is before we uh, move on for the day is, it's just that, uh, it's, that's really what I think should be what keeps you in sales. To your point, it's just, yeah, it's not. Yeah, you can have a passion for a product you sell, but I mean, the most of us are going to be in a career, admittedly, in sales. We're going to work for six, seven, eight, nine, ten companies during the course of our career, potentially. And so it's not like we're in love with any one particular product. And yeah, we want to. We like competing. We like winning. We like making money. But but it's really, I think, the people and the experiences that really keep you in the profession. And hopefully you're open to those if you're in sales. You know, you have to put yourself out there to have those experiences. And, you know, the more you do that, uh, not only the more you sell, but the more you learn, the more interesting people you meet. And the, as you said, the more full and enriched life becomes. I definitely agree. Definitely All right. Agree. Well, good. Well, with that, we wrap up this episode of Frontline Friday. Wonderful. We appreciate everybody always. taking yes. their time to join us. And uh, we will look forward to speaking with everybody again next Friday. Sounds good. Have a great one. All right. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guest, visit my website at andypaul.com. <laughs>